Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I am your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. So it's just me and you today, guys. Solo show. This is going to be kind of a meaty one, I think, though, because I wrote, well, like I do always, I write the posts out beforehand. And bear with me because I'm, oh my goodness. Oh, so sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I think I've been uh, just at the desk too long today. I've already recorded another show with John and have done lots of writing. Very productive day, which is good because I kind of woke up and uh, ever had one of those days where you wake up sort of out of sorts and it's, you just don't really know why. And so yeah, but I feel great now. So it's all good, right? Sometimes it's good just to ignore it or not feed it and just go about your business, which is pretty much what I did. So today's show is called How to Be Your Own Case Study and Profit in the Process. This is episode 116. Holy moly. Yeah, I'm trying to do the math. I think we're going to hit like 130 by the end of the year. Um, Unless I decide to double up, but I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen with my time. So there's a whole bunch to fill you in on. So the last few months of my business have been interesting, to say the least. Um, And by interesting, I mean good. I have been taking consistent small action in a number of areas in my business, and the results are paying off like every day, you guys. I absolutely love it. And it's so contrary to what we see online, although I'm going to whip out the old crystal ball, and I promise not to get into a crazy uh, explanation like I did last time I said that. <laughs> but And and I, I think that stuff is shifting. I think that, you know, when you, when, when you look at how young the internet still is in a way and marketing and all of this space is um, people are testing and trying and creating new things that I think a lot of the hype, I just, I think that there's always going to be a market there for it. But, but as people have start doing this longer and the audience gets more mature in terms of, of their experience and skill set and what they've seen, you know, you start seeing less of that because that doesn't appeal to anymore. And I, again, I, I think that stories, stories sell, the connections, all of that stuff. So um, before we get into how to be your own case study and profit in the process, I want to share with you how some of this came up. Um, I've been sharing with you guys a little bit about my affiliate journey on this site and then over at Freedom Papers, which let me just tell you with this little side note. And I'm going to, this. <laughs> that's going to be a great case study, <clears throat> losing my voice today in and of itself. But we are doing a complete brand makeover already to Freedom Papers because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the It initially came up because uh, a good friend of mine who I adore and respect said, you know, that the term Freedom Papers has a negative connotation to African Americans. And so I thought, huh, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Um, not being flip, but just, you know, so the beauty of her calling that to my attention and, and, and it was, it was in a very loving, respectful way is I, I took a step back and one, you know, I think had I been 150 episodes into it, I, I don't know. I, I don't, 
I don't know, because there's also, uh, and I really don't want to get into some sort of political racial commentary here. We also Googled it and there's, you know, toilet paper called Freedom Paper. So six of one, and I don't want to get into like any of that. But my point is that it made me step back and I thought, huh, (laughs) you know, you start looking at something and it made total sense to us when we came up with it. But when I did sort of the 10,000 foot view, I thought it is so unclear what this is even about. Like we thought freedom entrepreneur makes total sense, right? Um, But I will tell you this, that the imperfect action that we took and the implementation of everything is what brought us here. So I don't think had we stepped back and been strategic and because trust me, I I got this book um, and I don't have it in front of me, but it's a book on branding and coming up with brand names that stick that and, and we're, I'm not into like, oh, it needs to be catchy and quippy or whatever, but I, we wanted to do it right. So we stepped back and really started like, you know, what are we doing with this with our F the hustle? We've got the the merchandise coming and, and how do we make sure this is about what we want it to be about and that the brand and the message supports how we show up because the content is working. The content works great. We also realized that... Um, <laughs> We did not focus on sort of that, as John says, the minimum viable audience, right? That we, we, we took it, we took for granted that we had um, our own audiences already, and that was going to be enough. And instead, we we step back and again, total talk about an education. It's been phenomenal. Um, so we've taken a step back on that. Um, it, it's still going, but. We, the next episode, like we recorded the last one under Freedom Papers today, everything's going to get rebranded, which means we have to go back and edit, resubmit the whole nine yards. Um, but that's all shifting next week. So it, it's all happening. But we are going to focus on engagement and building an audience. Um, so we're pretty pumped about that. But I want to back up again. So this all came about because, you know, when I made the decision that I wanted to start shifting away from service work, and again, for any current clients, please know I'm not abandoning anyone. And it's more, it's really more about who I choose to work with and the type of work I choose to do that, that I am appreciative that I get to be a little selective. And when it's a good fit, it's a good fit. And you just know it. So, but through that, as soon as I thought, I, I want to do less of this because I have decreased my team size. I just want more ease in my life, right? That I had to get clear on what I did want to do, which I know just sounds ridiculously uh, obvious. Um, but you know, that's the beauty of making changes, right? That it requires you to find a different perspective on things. Unfortunately, I think with everything that I was going through in my personal life, I was able to get that perspective pretty quickly. It it forced me to step back and realize that how much how much accountability do I want to people that I'm serving um, and that I feel privileged to serve. So it's it's not that, but also saying you know where are your skill sets, Kim? Like I am probably going to want to bring back my project manager, but in a different role. Hopefully that'll work out. Um, but. But it, that's just the the details, spreadsheets. Stuff. That's just not me, you guys. Like, and I don't mean it that I am the idea person, right? That I just want to sit on my throne and come up with ideas and sprinkle magic on them. That's not what I mean. I I like creating. I I want to keep 
creating content, training. I want to get back into some courses. So that's where I feel my strengths are. So, you know, the most obvious thing for me was to increase my affiliate income on the WordPress check. Now, I would say four-ish months ago, you guys heard me talking about CPA marketing and affiliate marketing with niche sites and through things that are not related to this brand. Let me just say that I've calmed down about that a little bit, and I've totally accepted the fact that I should not make decisions or or big decisions or, you know, always, never, you know, those types of statements. Um, when I'm going, it, it's just, you know, I was going through a lot with selling the house and making that decision and the emotions around letting that go. Uh, like, it's not, I'm not minimizing it, but to be on the other side of it now. It feels a little bit traumatic. But the point is, like, I should have just kept the status quo going, right? Like, this is where that whole hustle mentality, like, even though I'm very anti the hustle, there's something subliminal that has clearly triggered something in me about doing more and, and being more instead of saying, I just need to chill a little bit. So anyways, um, I'm sure you guys are just as sick of this whole house move as I am because I've been talking about it for months. But again, you know, this is one of the reasons we run our own businesses, right? So that we can have our lives and we get to create our schedules. You know, like what time is it? It's 3.30 in the afternoon. And this is usually, I don't want to say my quitting time, but it's when I get away from the computer for a little bit. Um, and it this totally flows. Like I don't have little kids, right? My son and I do what we want for dinner. <laughs> I have never, well, when they were littler, we sat down to dinner as a family, but then I just, I hate to cook. So, but, but our lives work for us. Right. And, and it's, it's awesome. That's why. So when I look at where I'm going and what I want, like, I love this. Like I could go take a nap and, you know, love taking the dogs for walking this new neighborhood. So again, the changes in my personal life got a little bit consuming, but getting to the side of that, um, I actually, I feel a fresh excitement and clarity with everything, uh, which is, it's totally exciting. And when I say everything, I mean everything, like my business, my personal life, and just for the sake of not boring you, we're going to stick to the business side of things. Um, not that my personal life is that exciting <laughs> or a big mystery, but um, I, I feel really content right now. And I'm grateful for that. It feels really good. Um, So let's talk about, this is where the whole case study thing comes into play, right? So I'm I'm tying this back into the fact that my my decision to do the affiliate income through the WordPress check is I'm like, you like to create content, you get great traffic, you've got a great audience, do more with what you have. So let me tell you about the first, my first experience really with the case study model. It was when I had gotten into the first big mastermind. Um, and this was Empire. It wasn't even called that at the time. I was in it for a couple of years, but the, here's the model. It was create a case study. You record a video. You're going to drive traffic to an opt-in page through Facebook paid traffic. The lead opts in to watch the case study. And then after watching your video, the goal is to get them to apply for a strategy session where you can then offer a high ticket service. Uh, I think I've talked about the high ticket service too. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, having services that have a higher price point because the value is there is one thing. But when you're pushing just for high ticket, that just makes you a little nauseous, right? But we'll leave that alone for, for today. Simple enough model though, right? 
here's the challenge. What if you don't have any case studies to create the case study around? right? So maybe you've had clients, but if you are offering a new service or or something different, or you're getting into coaching, it's like, you got to get that experience and you need to get the results, right? What do you do? You go get them. So here's what I did at the time. I think I had, I'd had uh, one coaching client who had just approached me. Uh, what's up, Regina? Awesome gal. She said, Hey, do you do coaching? And I was like, I don't, but I've been thinking about it. So we chatted and and just went with it, right? And I had been thinking about doing it for a while. I just didn't want to get stuck in, here's how to do this with WordPress. That's, I really, it's not my skill set. I mean, I I can do that, but it's not where I have fun, I should say. Um, I like the strategy, like the marketing. And so what I did was I sent an offer to my email list stating that I was looking for case studies. Now, keep in mind, I never said the case studies would be free. So I got about eight responses, like within 10 minutes of the email going out and set up some calls of the people that I talked to, three signed up for a three-month coaching program so that I could get some results. And this was at a fourth of the price that I charge for now. Just as which which tells you that when you start getting results and seeing the value in it, you can you take it up to the next level, right? But at the same time, I didn't want to do free in this case because I just feel when it comes to coaching and mentoring that when you have a little bit of skin in the game, you show up differently, right? And you guys have heard that before. So you can decide what that price point is worth for you. But I, I just think if you're going to do something for the first time uh, with a, as from a case study perspective where you're trying to get definitive results that charge something. Um, So from there, I created my case studies and I made the case study video and I went into promotion mode. So while I'm trying to think how the timing of this, um, yeah, sorry guys, I'm kind of drawing a blank. It was a few years ago, but I think I was kind of creating the case study video and and the program, right? Because I didn't have an, what did I call it? Digital digital profit. I forget. It was kind of a goofy name. <laughs> Speaking of naming and branding, I clearly hadn't read that book either. Um, although had I, would we named it Freedom Papers? I don't know. Um, but this is what the promotion was like. So this was late 2013, I believe. So Facebook ads were much cheaper. Uh, and But this, whole, this model worked. And I'm sure there is a... Um, this, this model will still work with the right messaging, the right copy, the right ads, the right audience. I just think it might cost you more with ads. So for less than a $90 ad spend, I made $500 in strategy session calls because I was charging for the appointment. It was a $97 strategy session call. So people would go to the landing page, they would opt in, there would be the case study video, and then there was a $97 call. And from the strategy sessions that I booked, um, I then converted, I, I don't remember how many exactly it was, but I, I got $10,000 in coaching clients. Now that was spread over like a three month period, but I closed sales of $10,000. So that's what, I don't even know what the ROI is, but I spent $90 and I made 10500 Because remember, I had the strategy session calls. Now, the thing is, a lot of people just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, Right. Um, and that was sort of the mentality attitude. Well, then you scale, then you scale. Well, you have to really look at what works for you. At the time, I still had 
clients. I had clients going. Um, and the thing with the coaching model that I have learned for myself is that it's like, I show up as me, you guys all the time. I don't, I'm not somebody that would come to a call and be like, Hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm, You know, it's like, okay, I want to get into it. And I get excited. And there's an energy that's required, right to do that. And so for myself, I, there's only so many people that I can do that with. And I think that's most people would be my guess, because a lot of people then shift from a one to one coaching model to a group coaching model. So if that's something you're going to add, think about that, you know, but you're going to have to test it. Um, So then the next time that I did a case study, uh, what that I created case studies was for the influence podcasting program. This was a done for you podcasting service, which we still do, but it's more of a referral thing as opposed to like, I'm not out there marketing it. But what we did was we produced podcasts for three different people. So all they had to do was record the podcast. We did the show, the show notes, the website, the editing, iTunes submission, graphics, all of it, right? Because we always did a, uh, we do a custom podcast page on the site. Here's the thing, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. I did those at no charge because we had zero processes and systems in place. The thing was, it forced me to put processes and systems in place. Mind you, <laughs> It was a bit much. Like we had this 17 point onboarding process. I'm not kidding you. Um, it was a really beautiful map in Glyphy, the tool I like to like map stuff out with, but it was more than we needed. But it was only through the doing that you realize, okay, this doesn't make sense or this is too much or we need this or we need a system for getting them to upload their episodes or yada, 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 right? Um, so one of those people um, is still doing their podcast. The other two quit. Um, but it's worked really well for him. Like right as he got going, he got a $5,000 coaching client, I would say within the first eight episodes or something, um, directly from the podcast. But we built our systems out and ironed out the bugs in doing that. The trick with podcasting is that it is a marathon strategy, right? I have talked about the marathon and the sprint and podcasting, you know, it's funny when uh, Troy Dean was in town, we were talking about this because I've been thinking about doing a podcast course again, which I'd done it with a friend a while back. I have a very different perspective on it now. Um, I, I don't think, you know, there needs to be handfuls of modules on every potential recording piece of software out there. I would keep it so simple because to me, podcasting is uh, about the connection and what the podcast does for your business and all of those things. And some of them are intangible. So podcasting is not something that you're going to launch and get massive results right away. Can you get some traction? Absolutely. But that is definitely the exception and not the rule. Um, you know, with the Freedom Papers, we definitely have had way better downloads than I did with this show initially. But I know a lot more. We both have bigger audiences and we're consistently promoting it. So, you know, it's, but the point is that was the second time I had done a case study. At this stage in the game, I have zero intention of ever doing a free case study again, unless I decide to venture into something completely different. But I doubt that's going to happen. And what I would recommend to you um, is listen to, you'll have to, if you go to freedompaperspodcast.com, depending on when you listen to it, it will be redirected to the new site. So you'll be fine. But John and I interviewed Ben Settle. I've talked about Ben 
<laughs> probably way too much, right? Um, and I do need to have him on this show. But we we talked to Ben for the last episode. Ben is the the email marketing guru. And I say that because he makes fun of gurus. Um, but he's the one who got me into this sort of daily email uh, practice. But when I asked him about his story and how he got into this, because copywriting, I was really afraid to dive into it. I, I don't know what it is. I think something just clicked and it's just been experience. But when I hired the, uh, Jason Hornung's Facebook ad agency well, last December-ish, um, yeah, December, one of the biggest take besides the Facebook ad stuff, because he's brilliant, and I've made my money back on that. So that was great. But besides that, um, I just Jason really inspired an appreciation for direct response marketing fundamentals, right? Like a mastery of the basics, right? Which is copywriting and email marketing, and engagement and connection and content, like all those basic stuff as opposed to tactics, right? So my point um, is that I, I just, I have zero intention of doing that free case study. Where, how did I get back there? I don't know how I got back there, but um, unless I were to do something completely different, like, you know, maybe I would do that with a niche blog or a different category, but I really doubt that that's going to happen. So what I believe in now is how to be your own best case study, Right. This is what I'm doing to test this. Let me just check the time here. Okay, so I'm going to test this in different ways, but I'm going to get as much leverage from this as I possibly can, you guys. Sorry if that P was poppy. I kind of heard that one. Um, let me give you a quick example of, of leverage at its finest. Dan Norris's book, Create or Hate, just came out, and you might be listening to this in time to get it free on Kindle. It just, it just launched this week. Um, I am recording this. It Today is October 5th. Um, it'll be live on the 6th or 7th. And uh, I think the 7th is the last day you can get it free, just as a side note. But, but I still recommend getting it afterwards. Anyways, Dan is a prolific creator. And he reached out to his audience. I'm in his paid mastermind. It's a one-time annual price, but I'm in the group. I'm not really active, but I totally pay attention to what's going on. And so he looked for ambassadors. He said, I'll get, I'll send you a free PDF copy. Um, I just asked for you to share it, review it, that kind of stuff. So I thought, I'm going to do this. It was a quick book. It was only 88 pages. Read it. I did an Amazon review. I really wanted to be the first. I think it was the second, but I, so I did an Amazon review. I emailed my list and this was because it was a good book and it was free. This is connection, right? Sharing value. Um, and then I took that email and I created a blog post and then of course I shared it socially. So it was the first post written about it. And now some people might be saying, Oh yeah, but your email, you guys, it's content. When I write those daily emails, they're anywhere from six to 900 words, depends. That's a blog post and it's content and it's value. And, and so that's what I'm talking about with leverage. So the first example I want to give to you about being your own case study and profiting in the process is what's going to happen when I change my site over. Um, I'm going to have, there's, it's going to be a much more obvious message what the site's about. I mean, obviously, you know, it's about WordPress, um, but I used to do WordPress happiness made easy. Like it's, it's been very, it's been a little ambiguous and it will not be. Um, but it's going to be way clearer on how people can work with me and the products and services I offer. It, it, there's just, 
it's going to be clearer. Let's just say that, right? So what I'm going to do is I will measure my traffic, my subscribers and the sales both before and after. Now the after piece, I'm going to, I'm going to hop in at like 30 days after we go live and then 60 days after that. Okay. I'm working on a new content strategy that I'll be implementing and I'll be sharing that as well. So this is going to be case study number one. Now, as I was writing this post out, it it hit me. I'm like, what will be the best way to organize all of this, right? But this is sort of what came to me off the top of my head. So as I'm doing this, obviously, I will be creating content on the website and probably sharing it with you guys in the podcast. So I'll do regular updates on the progress, which really means I use, <laughs> I need to use my editorial calendar. Thank God for co-schedule, um, which holy moly, I... I, how, I don't know how long I've been saying I need to do a massive like epic post on them. And I do. I would love to have them on the show. They've got some amazing updates coming out. Um, but so really to map out like some consistency with like if I go in and I put it in, I, I'm, I am pretty good about when I go schedule things, they happen. So if it's like, okay, um, site traffic update, site tra- whatever that is, right? But before that even, I have to decide on what the KPIs are going to be. So these are the key performance indicators. I don't want just conversion percentages, um, but list growth and sales. Now the sales piece, you guys are probably like, there's nothing for sale on your site. I have been, I'm going to say struggling with, but I bought new Kajabi last year. There's something about it. And I know a lot of people adore it. I think it looks beautiful it just feels clunky to me. Um, so I have a how to build your thrive opt-in funnel course that I have been waiting to put out. Um, I'm going to be using teachery. Okay. That's T E A C H E R Y.com. Now teachery, <laughs> it's funny because I got an app sumo product through teachery and logged in. I'm like, this is so clean. This is so clean. It's so simple. You guys might be thinking you're the WordPress chick. Why are you not doing this with a WordPress plugin? Yada, yada, yada. Because I there's I don't want more plugins in my site. I don't want to set... It's just, I want something. <laughs> that was why I'd gone with Kajabi. I want it all maintained and clean and in one spot, right? Check out everything just in one spot. So that, um, my point is, the so having something for sale, I don't know how... Um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, objective. That's going to be because there's nothing really for sale on the site and there will be quickly. So I don't know how objective that's going to be. Then what I, I want to do is I've been reading a lot of case studies on, on other bloggers. And I'm specifically thinking of Brian Dean of Backlinko. He, he wrote a post recently on how he increases traffic like 267% without creating new content. And I shared this in an email. So if you're not on my list, you really should subscribe. But, and this was triggered. Do you guys like my rabbit hole path that I go backwards to tell you how I came to where I came? Um, But when I was watching a co-schedule webinar last week, and they were talking about a new feature coming out called Requeue, which you'll be able to go back and requeue stuff you've shared, right? Good stuff. So there was a post I wrote, and I went into co-schedule, and I looked at content and they it it'll tell you most shared content right it kind of ranks it and stuff and of course i'm like waving my hands all over the place like you can see me and one of the posts that did really well was a post i wrote called content formatting plugins that will surprise and delight you that was december 2015 so i thought this was a good, and i got great comments and i got great shares so it's like 
get that queued up again, girl, like share it again, because that that was what I had read in Brian's post. So I was like, just and mind you, I didn't even go deeper with what he did, because then he gets into improving content you've already written. So like I could go in and do an update on that post and bonus a couple more plugins if I wanted to, right? Um, or or similar. And I, I think I mentioned this on the show, unless it was just an email, but another post that did really well was the plugins I'm using for 2015. I thought about doing it in 2016, not a lot of change. I was like, that's kind of boring. So then I thought, do your whole marketing stack, right? Like every tool, plug in everything. It's like right now, I think I'm at like 47 tools. Obviously, I don't use everyone every day, but I mean, anything from acuity scheduling to a WordPress plugin to accounting, whatever it is. So I was like, that's going to be meaty. And then I can put that obviously into a content upgrade if they want to download the PDF. Where am I going with this? Okay. So I want to look at how Brian Dean has has structured those posts as well as, of course, Neil Patel, who does case studies all the time. And so you go through. I, oh, I know what it is. I, a friend of mine, <laughs> do you like these conversations I'm having in my head by myself? I had sent a post to a friend of mine that analyzed um, an experiment that Neil Patel had done. And I think I'm going to go back to that post to look at how it was structured. It was really neat, though, because he did like a synopsis, the whole thing. And it was and what Neil had done. I think the whole post was on how he spent. It was a ridiculous amount of money to test like he bought expensive watches. And the watch was a conversation starter. One, the higher price watch didn't do anything. The the cheaper watch, which was I don't know, 12000 or something, um, actually generated $400,000 worth of business because it was a conversation starter. Anyways, my point, I want to look at the, the case study posts that have appealed to me so that I can structure my posts as well. Now, keep in mind, the new site is going to be, uh, I don't cleaner, like my individual posts right now, I tend to write full width anyways. There's not a bunch of noise going on. Um, anyway, so that is... So I'll do a whole case study on the before and after of the site. Okay. I'm like getting super wordy and going off in 12 tangents. Okay. We're at 30 minutes. Just check out my time. Uh, the second case study is going to be around affiliate marketing on this site. So I'm going to do sort of two because they're a little bit different. Um, and I'm going to explain obviously what those are. Sorry. I need like one of those little hats with the beer cans, but water bottles. So I don't have to grab the water bottle. Okay, so Thrive, obviously you guys know I'm a fan of the Thrive Themes uh, plugins. I don't do um, I don't do anything with the Thrive Themes and it not because they're good or bad or whatever, it's just simply that I don't have a ton of fun. Like I don't get as excited about themes. I like the way they look. I just don't get as excited about playing with them as I used to. And I got Genesis down pat, so meh. I stick with... Um, Genesis and my page builders. Anyways, so what I'm going to do, Thrive is going to be done through the WordPress check. I'll do it through the site via content and promotions. I have not run any ads for Thrive plugins, but I'm thinking about doing it. And God, the other thing I was coming to mind, I'm like, huh, I wonder if there's a giveaway that I could do. Interesting. Oh my God. Sorry, that was really crazy. I won the Viper contest. I was thinking because they have a new giveaway app coming out. And uh, so I won the grand prize. You guys will be hearing about that whole process, but I get lifetime access to all of their products. Pretty fun, huh? Um, Okay, so I have one 
content upgrade for Thrive. And so what I'll do is I will add that into all of my Thrive posts. And if you haven't listened to the episode on content upgrades, I'd go back and listen to that if you're unfamiliar with them, because you're going to be hearing about them a lot more from me. Um, But from there, what I'm going to do, so I'll add the content upgrade into all those posts. And then I'm going to create a page. And I was trying to think, I'm like, I, I don't know. This is going to be a good question for Rebecca Gill, actually, who I do have coming on the show pretty quickly. We've already done the interview. Um, a page versus a post for SEO. But what I wanted to do is sort of make my friend Steve was teaching me this about like a cornerstone piece of content, right? So I'm going to have a page all about Thrive that talks about the different plugins, what to use them for. And then my posts will all link to the page, right? So they'll be very relevant internal linking, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to, from there, I, what I'll do is I'll look at what I've, because I've tended, I, I think for the most part with Thrive, I've done, I sort of did a partial post on the headline optimizer. Sorry, I use the headline analyzer from CoSchedule too, but I did a post on both of those. So I might do one because right now I'm probably running eight headline tests on the WordPress chick. So I think I'll do a standalone post on that post and video. Um, There is the new testimonial um, ovation. There is ultimatum. So there's a handful of plugins that I have not done content or videos on. So I want to make sure I've done one for each that is current. And then as I'm, I'm thinking out loud, is there a way that I can create a Thrive plugins guide, right? And more so than just videos, but here's how and why you would use this plugin, right? So don't go stealing these ideas, guys. I'm 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 telling you. I'm just kidding. Um, there's plenty to go around. So the reason for doing this obviously is SEO rankings, and at the same time, it's for ease ease of use for the visitor, right? So if somebody finds me through Thrive, like, and then on all the posts, I'll link to the main page as well. So it, it's I haven't quite in my head. I'm going to be using Beaver Builder, I think, for the uh, the, res- the cornerstone page, for lack of a better term. Um, but I that's as far as I've gotten. So now ClickFunnels is going to be a different story. Um, I have had ClickFunnels for a couple of years, and I just I paused my account in June. I, I just um, have been caught up with the Thrive Content Builder, right? I, I got, I've gone back and forth using it. Um, I do love the Thrive Content Builder, like I said, and um, but I do like ClickFunnels, and I think it's a good product. So when they launched their latest promotion for affiliates, I thought, well, let's check this out. It's called a hundred. Is it a hundred days of affiliate bootcamp? Or let me just see. Hold on. Okay, wrong, wrong button. It's just called affiliate bootcamp, and it's a hundred days, and the goal is to get a hundred referrals, right? So you get 100 people to sign up for ClickFunnels in 100 days. Now, keep in mind that would that would give you a minimum of a $4,000 a month recurring revenue stream just from ClickFunnels. It could be more depending on the package, right? So the, the, the base opt-in or package with ClickFunnels is $97 a month. You get access to a lot. But if you want to upgrade to Actionetics, which which is their email program. I do not like it <laughs> right now. I'm super happy with Active Campaign. Um, and then there's Backpack, which is their affiliate program where you can run your own affiliate. Pro- so it's got a lot in there. Um, but anyways, so minimum of four thousand. You know, it can vary. And again, this is recurring, guys. So it's like okay. 
So here's here's a problem that I have with this boot camp, and I can't remember the guy's name. I will have to give him a shout out publicly somewhere else. There is a Facebook group. It's not an official ClickFunnels Facebook group, but there's this guy who started a group just for this boot camp, and he's helping. He's doing live streaming every day, and I think his business is building funnels. Um, but he is doing training. He's trying to help keep everyone on track. Um, but the problem that I have with this is that you have everyone trying to do the same thing, right? So on one hand, for people that are new and they're following this program to a T, it is probably a little overwhelming. The whole funnel terminology, it's just direct response marketing, you guys. It's not, it, it might be new terminology, um, upsells, bumps, all those things. They're, it's just it's it's a different technology. It's the same type of practice that people have been doing for years, right? Like, let's go back to Mad Men times, right? Like, it's been around for a while. It's not new. Then on the other hand, you have people that are more experienced and they have the time to knock this stuff out quickly, but they also have the money to invest in Facebook ads because that is part of the strategy. So what happens is that you're competing with everyone else doing the same thing, right? Now, you might be thinking, well, yeah, but what if I, I I build funnels or I work with chiropractors? Well, then you can target chiropractors, right? I totally get that. So there might be different niche um, target audiences. But I think a lot of these people are probably in the blogging, internet marketing space, right? Those aren't cheap ads, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at, you know, probably averaging around a dollar a click. And so if your budget's 20 bucks a day, like that's going to go fast. And unless Facebook decides, well, we want your budget to last. So we're going to spread it out and show it to 30 people an hour. You know, it's like, you just don't know. So, oh, and I should say, (laughs) I'm going to tie this into my own little spin on this, but um, I should tell you that they click funnels. Russell has said, take any of my content to do whatever you want with it. And they tell you how to take their content to create a lead magnet, how to take their content and give it away and do whatever you want with it. You know, so there's there's lots of options there. So I stepped back with this and I thought, how can I Kimify this? Uh, no, I just thought that, you know, there's got to be, <coughs> excuse me, my own way to do this. And I was talking with a friend because I have two friends that I know that are doing this. One is she's just going for it because she's got a day job. And she's like, I want out. Um, and another friend though has her own business and very service oriented. She's building up the stuff and she's like, something feels kind of icky about it to me and looking at like email swipes. And again, if you're on my email list, you know that I write in my own voice. I, I don't do swipe files. What I'll do is I'll take someone's swipe file and put it in my own terms and my own language, but I don't just do the copy and paste of swipe files anymore just because you guys would be like, First of all, I think it would probably scream of like promo and I would rather come from a genuine place of value, right? So because I'm a firm believer in creating content, that's the route I'm going to go with this. And, but I cannot do it in the same way that everyone else is doing it. And I'm not remotely concerned about hitting a hundred referrals in a hundred days. You know, remember I'm all about the marathon strategy. And the difference is that when you create unique content, that has value, excuse me, and there's SEO to it and you do it correctly, it will pay off down the road, right? So like, you know, where I was telling you guys that it's it's like all these little consistent actions that I've been taking and implementing 
Well, within two months, all of a sudden it's like, oh, and there's another affiliate sale and there's this and there's this referral and look at my traffic and look at my, like everything just starts trickling in. You have to be willing to put in the work before you see the results, right? Kind of like any sort of health program, diet, exercise, whatever. It's like, you're not going to go for a walk today and fit into your skinny jeans tomorrow. It's just not going to happen. So um, what I want to do is... I want to create content for my site as I create funnels for my own products and services. Novel idea, right? (laughs) Um, Like why go create? (laughs) Like I was thinking about this and I, I get it for people. If you don't have your own stuff, it's a great system, but you know, all of a sudden this is what I'm thinking is it's going to seem like there's going to be all these like mini Russell Brunson click funnels landing pages out there. Right. So if, and if you, I, I don't know. And it, it seems to be working, but here's my other thought is in this Facebook group, uh, my friend was telling me that they went from click funnels went from like 80 signups a day to like 200. And I was thinking, well, if, so I guess, so they more than doubled. That's good. Right. There people are put, but you also have a lot more people pushing it. So, but at the same time in the same Facebook group, you have all these people saying that none of their ads are converting. They're spending money. Well, because <laughs> I'm like, I, is it getting flooded or, or I, I don't know, right? Or I don't know if it's maybe, I, I obviously, I don't have the data, but I just think, I'm like, if you have, Click of Funnels is huge. There's a whole bunch of people promoting it. I would think they'd be doing more than that a day. That would just be my guess, but this is not what this is about. We're not talking about the results of their promotion. <laughs> but instead of creating and you know, duplicate funnels that Russell's already created for his own company. It's like, well, create a funnel for your own products and services, create content around creating that funnel. And it's a win-win, right? To me, that makes more sense. And it is, it helps me build my own sustainable business. And and yeah, a lot of people might say, well, affiliate marketing is not sustainable. Well, you know, any, any way that you're going to earn money, whether it's through product sales, teaching, affiliate marketing services, you have to go sell more, right? It's never just going to, you put in the work and you're done. You have to consistently be selling and doing the work. Um, so the other thing I want to do is create a niche site. I have the domain, uh, clickfunnelsvideos.com. And again, Russell, they've given permission to everyone to use their content. So why don't I go take all of their videos, everything they've done, put it onto one site and I get the whole duplicate content stuff, guys. So hear me out. Um, I'm going to have to do some digging in terms of SEO, tweaking things and organizing it in a way that it makes sense for the everyday user. So because even in, here's a great example, if, if um, in the knowledge base within ClickFunnels, it's, it's all text links and stuff. And I am not a UI <laughs> designer or anything, but I know what appeals to me. I like clean, easy to navigate stuff. And so can I duplicate that experience on a site that makes it easy for a visitor to find what they want? Novel idea. Um, and then of course I can take, I can take the, the, the original content that I create on my site and maybe test it, tweak it, whatever. And then of course I can link those together. Hmm, different servers, right? So just, you know, keep in mind, you guys, that this is all just one huge, big, fat experiment, right? I have no idea how it's going to work or how well it works or if it's going to work. Although I should tell you that I do think it's going to work 
it's just a matter of how long it takes to do it correctly, right? And there may be things that I have to go back and test and tweak. Um, but it feels a lot more manageable. <laughs> like I just, you guys, as soon as I'm like, I have to do this and now I'm on, oh my gosh, it's day nine and I haven't done day four's exercises and now it's day 10 and now it's day, it just, that feels like pressure and I don't want to do it. Now, if you say, here's all the content, go do with it what you will, <laughs> that works for me. I may be an anomaly, but to each our own, right? We all know what works for us. Um, so what's going to happen with all of this though is as I'm doing all of these things, you realize that I am creating processes, I'm creating content, and I'm scaling my own properties, right? Like I'm scaling and, and hopefully through the sharing of it, I'm providing a ton of value to my audience to tell them what worked, um, to tell you guys, them, hi, six of one, <laughs> um, but to let you know. So, this to me is how you can easily be your own case study and profit in the process. You know, implementation, complete transparency and value. So the other side to this is that on each ClickFunnels post and within each ClickFunnel on the, on the niche site, that I'll make sure that I'm building a list of people that are interested in ClickFunnels. And I just have to do it and interpret it in a way that I think is of value to my audience and what's worked, what I like, what I don't, whatever that, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, and then I've got this audience to market to over time. And like, I already do this with the Thrive plugins. So people that take the content upgrades, I have a list of people that have taken that content upgrade. So next time Thrive comes out with something, I can target them directly, right? And I, I can send them. And when I say target, it sounds so harsh, but you know, they're going to, they've already expressed to me that they are interested and thrive. So it's, it's, it's a natural, um, it's a natural next step is to share specifically with them that there's something new or there's new content or what, or something that I've tried or something that I've built with, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but my point, you guys, is that <clears throat> anything you do is content, you know, like when I was, my friend and I were Skyping before and uh, she was telling me about a couple other things she's doing and, and just sharing with me about these people in the Facebook group. And, and I was like, well, you know, that's a good, that's a good um, headline, you know, when, and bear with me guys, not good on cop on the fly, but it was something like when no one's ads are converting. Right. And then you just tell the story and just speak in your own voice. And for her to say, there was something in my gut that felt icky to me. There was a reason I, you know, that this didn't feel right, whatever the case is. But I think that, um, <laughs> saying to John this today, I, I was quoting myself with a tweetable already. <laughs> I'm a nut, but I was saying like, you know, it's sharing instead of shouting. That's all you have to do. And I think there's a fear of looking like you don't know what you're doing when you peel back the curtain. Guys, I, I think those days are gone. I really, I really believe that. I would, I, I honest to goodness think people want to hear, oops, and guess what? This worked. You know, John and I, when we recorded earlier, <laughs> we were like big old goose egg with launching the physical newsletter. We thought it was like, stop. <laughs> Build your audience, connect, provide value. And it's funny because when you're on the other side of it, it's like, I totally know that. But I think we got so caught up in the enthusiasm and the fact that we had taken massive action 
that we were just like, like, let's go. Everybody's going to want it. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> but I think that there's value in saying we did this. It didn't work. Here's how we evaluated it. And here's how we're going to course correct. Like, I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater anymore. And I think part of that is because I don't start projects or get involved in things that I'm not super excited about and want to see through, if that makes sense. Um, but I do think that the easiest way to create content is to simply share what you're doing. Um, and it will get easier over time. I guarantee it. Um, and I, I did say this, this is not a good idea for me to record two of my own shows in one day. Um, one of the things, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode with Ben Settle, I would recommend it. It's great. But he said, you know, if you know your market, you're never going to run out of ideas. And so I would like to think that I know my audience. And I, I think there's um, an overall feeling of just not so much F the hustle, but it's like, you know, you just want to make cool stuff, earn a good living, you know, spend time with people you care about and have some freedom. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to simplify it. And some people may have those big goals and I'm not knocking them, but I think it's not feeling squeezed about it. I don't, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to stop right there because when I start like grabbing for the most random adjectives, you know, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Anyways, so that's how I'm going to be in my own case study. I would love to know you guys. And, and I'm telling you, I've said it before, share your content with me. I would be happy to share it. You know, if you're doing any of these things or you have, have tried um, or you have a case study or you've got a different way that you created a case study, leave me a comment on the post, share it with me. I'd be happy to share it with my audience. You know, there is a ton of value in uh, sharing what we've learned and what we've gone through. And and if there's a way that you can pull in the human element of of saying I did this and it was hard or I did this and it was way easier than I thought. Um, do it, put your own spin on it. And I can guarantee you that the more you do it, the easier it gets. Like there's just not enough time in the day for me for content anymore. Like I, I mean, like I could do it all day, every day is how I feel right now. Ask me in a few days. I might be fried. <laughs> you just never know. And, and you know, I'm going to go do this and this this weekend. And then the whole weekend goes by and I didn't crack the laptop, which it's not supposed to be, but sometimes you want to, right? Anyways, you guys are friggin' awesome. I love you tons. Let me know what you thought. As always, I'd love a review on iTunes. I need to pull up my um, international. It's been a while. So that is it. Stay tuned for next week. I don't have that in front of me. It's going to be a great interview with somebody awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking it might be Rebecca Gill, guys. So Anyway, stay tuned. Have a fabulous day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, countdown, guys. Three, little less than three months left of the year. What the what? All right. I'm outie. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs>